would say the biggest challenge that most people have is they don't necessarily know how to manage it. You know, they're not tracking it. Like there's a lot of things, but I would say the overarching one is they don't know how to manage it. And the perfect example of that, which I think most of us, at least in the past, I don't think as much now, um, when people graduated from college and they got their first job, the first thing they did was go buy a car. You know, it's like, okay, the, the, you just start making money, no matter how large or how small it is, and you go buy a vehicle, not necessarily thinking through all of the repercussions and maintenance and what interest rate you got. So that I would say is managing it is the, the real big problem. And then I would say after that would probably be tracking things, you know, what's not tracked cannot be managed. So if you are receiving that paycheck from that new job, every, you know, every week, bi-weekly, whatever it is, and you have that new car, and you know what the car note is, you know what gas is costing, you know what insurance costs, but you haven't necessarily sat down to say, well, this is what I have net after taxes. These are my, you know, must-haves, groceries, rent, things like that. How much do I have left? Um, And I think a lot of people find themselves living paycheck to paycheck because they don't know that. They just go out and do things on emotion. Um, And that's something on a personal note that we try not to do. Like right now, I like have been waiting to buy a new iPad and I've been holding back on pulling the trigger mainly because it's like, do I want this? Do I need it? I don't want to just, while I can afford it, even though I can, it's like, I just don't want to buy on emotion. Oh, I, I want a Tesla. Should I just go out and buy it because I can? It's thinking about things methodically. How can you make it work? And thinking about after today, after the feeling has wore off, how is this going to affect me and my family long-term? I think that that's probably that third piece is getting over the emotional hurdle. Yeah. And I think also a big challenge, especially for, I would say, younger millennials and most certainly Gen Z is the fact that we've all kind of grown up or at least experienced most of our formative years in the internet era. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there is, you know, the benefit is that access to information has become a lot easier, but that's also a challenge in and of itself because not everybody who's with a mouth on the internet is actually telling you good information and also information that is applicable to you where you are at your stage of life. And so I think that that presents a challenge as well. So, you know, now it's kind of like everybody is on, you know, crypto or investing or Forex. And it's like, I don't know what so-and-so told you on TikTok, but like, let's back then train up a little bit. So it's also kind of like getting to the core of that misinformation and kind of like resetting people's like mind frames when it comes to how you actually do this whole money management, wealth building thing. Um, So I think a lot of people start in the wrong place and they're Mm -hmm. listening to every Tom, Dick and Harry on the internet. And that also just leads them to nowhere. And I get it, you know, again, as the HR rep in the, on the call right now, if you aren't thinking about investing in crypto, and if you have a nine to five job and you have not put money into your 401k or 403b account, you're doing it wrong. You need to uh, crawl before you walk, walk before you run. So all of that to just kind of piggyback on what I keep saying. I think that sometimes you like to put that horse before the cart. And I think a lot of people, cart before the horse, sorry. And a lot of people are rushing, trying to get quick, trying to get rich really quick. And you might, but the question is when you have all the money, how will you manage it? Again, we go back to those basics. How will you be able to manage it? Because a lot of people with money who win the lottery, they go broke very quickly. You know, and that's not by coincidence. You have to learn how to manage what you have. No, you, no, you guys definitely dropped a lot of gems. You have me here thinking. 
uh, when I first graduated. Um, and one thing that you said, you know, because when I first graduated, or even when I first graduated high school, thinking back, a lot of people wanted to get cars, you know, that was like that accomplishment that, you know, like I did this, you know, I went through this, um, or they wanted to get like a very expensive house or mm-hmm. move out their parents' house. And I know you guys spoke earlier that, you know, when you guys started this journey, you had student loans, you know, you had a car note. Uh, so how did you guys go from having all of that to now increasing your neck with about 180K? So what was yeah. the stuff that you guys took to like, okay, this is what we have and we got to make some changes? Yeah, of course. And we go more into detail about this in a webinar that we have that Shameless Plug will send you the link after to share, share with the people. But the high level story, um, I'll say this from the outset. We didn't become debt-free, in case you were wondering. That was not what we did to increase our net worth $180,000 in three years without six-figure salaries. Um, but debt management was part of the journey. Um, and so we have paid off a decent amount of our debt, certainly not all of it, um, but we made a decent chunk into that. But what also helped was building on the asset side, right? That's also a really common mistake that we see people make and something that we just don't subscribe to is like debt freedom over everything. Um, and so while we were paying down debt, we were also focused on building our assets. So we were focused on saving. We were focused on investing, right? As time has gone on, we've continued to increase the amount of money that we've put mm-hmm. into the markets, right? Making those smart decisions and also just being super on top of what's coming in and what's going out mm-hmm. of our financial system, right? We're not just like randomly losing money. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a regular occurrence in this household, right? Like we have a plan, we know where everything's going. Um, and so being able to also fuel a lot of things on the asset side has helped us tremendously uh, as well. Buying a home was part of our journey. We bought our home just over two years ago. So as we build equity, that's also helping us to build wealth as well. And so there's just many different components. Um, and that just really goes to show the fact that there's just no one silver bullet to mm-hmm. building wealth. And you don't necessarily need to make a whole bunch of money you know, to build wealth either. What's more important, you know, the kind of the theme that we've been saying over and over is how do you manage what you have? Of course, more money is always great. Add more fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. but you got to know what kind of fire you're building <laughs> in any case, right? Um, and so that's really how how we've done it in a nutshell. You know, if there's anything else you want to add? Yeah, um, I think that, that that's really it. You know, there is no secret or any special sauce. What we practice is really what we preach. We try and make sure that we are sticking to the basics. No, we're not investing in crypto. No, we're not investing in, you know, whatever crazy things are out there. We don't really don't even have any real estate investments or anything like that. It's just sticking to the basics, managing our money, managing what's coming in and out, and always trying to live below our means. Mm-hmm. So something else that we have done, you know, we will give you that link um, so that you can watch the webinar. But what we've done is we've lived on one salary once we got married. That was a really big thing that we did so that we could use the other one to just pay down as much debt as we could. um, And then also take advantage of those retirement accounts at our jobs and retirement matches and those types of things. That's really how we've been able to supercharge things. And the pandemic, while it has you know, been devastating, you know, there has been silver linings to it, not having to pay for student loans during that time, Mm -hmm. having that pause like that helped a lot because my student loan payments were $1,200 a month when I first graduated. So, you know, it's like not having to pay something like that during COVID and I've never paid that. So I just want to make that clear. clear. Uh, (laughs) I want to make that clear. But that's what, that's the letter that I got in the mail where my payments were supposed to be. So having a pause on all of that for the past two years 
also really put us in a situation where we could make major moves with that money. Yeah, and making smart decisions too. I think people don't really understand the weight of making major life decisions like buying a house, mm -hmm. like major purchases that have the ability to really make or break your wealth building journey. Um, so a lot of people, they buy a house and they're in over their heads, right? They only think about the mortgage and don't realize that they need to pay for property taxes and insurance and, oh, the roof needs to be replaced. Like they don't think about all of the things that go into home ownership. They just automatically think that home ownership is always a good thing when sometimes it's not necessarily the best move. Um, and so we made that decision because the numbers made sense, right? We weren't just like, gunning at least i wasn't gunning to be like a homeowner at all costs like immediately it's when the right opportunity presented itself that we did that and like even like i hear people's numbers all the time where it's like that's how much your mortgage is and i'm like thinking about our little mortgage that's like technically not even like a thousand dollars and i'm like what in the world is happening and that's how we're really able to make you know big progress because when you keep your expenses low and you keep working on increasing your income which we mm -hmm. have done as well by the way um continue to find other opportunities to make more money that's just the secret sauce. It has to be a comprehensive look. It can't just be one thing.